Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. We want to give God thanks for this opportunity once again to meet with you, and we're going to ask that uh, you pray for this ministry, that God would strengthen us and allow us to have uh, greater access to his Holy Spirit, who is the author of the scriptures. Uh, we want, I want to be guided by the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. And uh, I want to order my steps in the things of Christ. I want to do this uh, daily. I want to do it moment by moment uh, because the deepest, I have found personally, that the deepest satisfaction in life is having a relationship with Christ. And because one has a living relationship with the living Lord, All other relationships and endeavors uh, are wonderfully blessed because uh, one has decided to, this happens when one decides to conform his or her life to the known will of God. And uh, God creates this incredible satisfaction that cannot be uttered. And also, uh, throughout the endless ages to come, as the ages topple upon one another, God will demonstrate to each of us individually his kindness to us through Jesus Christ. This is our our destiny as believers in Christ. Uh, And so this journey that begins when one receives uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her Savior through believing that Jesus died for your sins and that by believing into Jesus Christ and what he has done for you, that he died for your sins and that he, he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, one is said to be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is the message of the early church and thou shalt be saved. It is the message that the cosmos, the cosmic, the cosmic system rejects. But to those who receive this message, they have the blessed assurance of eternal life in Christ. So uh, he is wonderful. And uh, before we get into our study this morning, I let us have a word of prayer. Father, we want to thank you 
for this opportunity to study your word. We ask to be guided by the Holy Spirit, the author of the scriptures, Lord. We pray that there are no unconfessed sins in our hearts so that we can enjoy fellowship with you and receive maximum benefit as we study your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we go into our study proper, I want to read to you from Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Quote, and this is the Apostle Paul. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your rational service. Uh, or your version may read reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Unquote. And the, the thing I love about the Word of God is that uh, I love the decisiveness. There's nothing opaque. There is nothing indeterminate. Uh, He is altogether wonderful. And so if you want a wonderful life, uh, you need the word. I need the word. When the word takes root into your heart and then the word, uh, we have the seed of the word and it germinates and then the, the word begins to grow and uh, the stuff that limited us, the pollutions, the negative uh, thinking about others, the negative thinking about self, uh, self-recrimination, self-reproach, uh, the different kinds of depressions uh, that uh, these people say uh, uh, we may haunt our lives. Uh, these things God will begin to address if you begin to believe his word. See, you will li- live this life according to what you believe. And uh, that is important for each of us to understand. We cannot live beyond what we believe. And if you accept the uh, the, the brainwashing, if you believe the brainwashing, if you believe the social engineering, if you believe the, the limitations, if you amass to yourselves all the fears that these people want you to have, then you're going to live a very poor uh, and, and wasted life because just think, the cosmos wants you uh, to be crouching in fear. Please read, read Luke chapter 4. The cosmos wants you uh, crouching in fear so that you will accept their demands, so that you will accept uh, the, uh, a dependency upon what they give or what they want uh, to allow you to have. 
And when you give over your freedom, because there are those who say, well, freedom is, is, is terrifying. But if you surrender and if you give your life over to people and, and you allow people to control you like that and you suspend from your thinking that these people are sinners, you forget that these people, you suspend the understanding that these people are dead and trespasses and sins. You suspend what uh, government did to our Lord Jesus Christ. You suspend from thinking uh, what the church uh, leaders encountered in the book of Acts. You, for, you suspend from belief what Peter encountered or what the apostle Paul encountered. You suspend from belief what religious people did in the, uh, to Stephen and, and that they stoned him to death. Religious people did because his words uh, cut them to the quick and they couldn't handle it. Uh, Jesus was asked to leave uh, certain areas because of the power of his word. What does that tell you about the uh, intrinsic structure of the cosmos? Well, it should tell you, beginning in Genesis 3, that the cosmos is built upon lies. The kingdoms of this world have been built upon lies and subterfuge and deception and witchcraft and child sacrifice, and the worship of demons. And when you read the Old Testament about the, uh, the kingdoms uh, in Canaan and why God overthrew them and why God uh, uh, had uh, General Joshua uh, to go in and destroy these kingdoms, and when you look carefully and read their history, and you read the, the evidence uh, that the archaeologists have dug up about these people, you see, you get to understand why God overthrew these people. Why did God overthrow uh, Sodom and Gomorrah or Sedom and Amorah? Why did God overthrow these people? Uh, and in the book of Genesis, the, the man, the, 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 uh, language, the man of Sodom. Uh, in the Hebrew, it, it, it reads the incurable ones. The incurable ones. What does that tell you? And Lot and his family lived among the incurable ones. And so they took on the infection and infectious uh, culture of that time. So, in the Bible, we have significant history, not history manipulated, not history where things have been taken from the view, from public view, by certain uh, government agencies and, and universities that that uh, fund go out and find certain artifacts and hide what they have found from the public. Because they, they do that because they only want you to have a manipulated awareness. 
But in the Word of God, we have significant history for you. Uh, now, in uh, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed, literally read, a literal reading is stop conforming yourselves. Stop. Don't. Stop conforming yourselves to this cosmos because it is a lie. Why would a believer knowingly conform his life to a lie if he or she confesses that he or she knows the truth in Christ? Why would a person knowingly want to live or have a schizophrenic existence? Because Jesus told us no man can serve two masters. Because there is going to be that divided spirit, that divided soul, and which eventuates uh, in mediocrity. Or you will have a veneer uh, faith, which means nothing, which is a lie. Because a veneer is just a veneer is just for a public, you know, exposure or, but but. It's, there's nothing there. And your life is truly, uh, you want to live a life truly in conformity to the cosmic system? Well, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. She is the motif. She is the ethos of the cosmos. Jesus said, no man, no man, absolutely no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Bible never condones a divided spirit. Never. But there are people who have attempted this, what they call this syncretism certain theologians, certain therapists who call themselves Christian therapists, certain psychiatrists, uh, certain counselors, uh, certain uh, pseudo-Bible scholars have sought to massage the meaning and the words of God into uh, so that the, uh, the word uh, would not be uh, offensive to those who love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So I will watch over time what happens to these people, where uh, their ministry goes, where they, their books go. And, and I've watched certain ministries evaporate because they have decided what? To conform to this age. I watched a pa- a several pastors just watch their lives evaporate because they decide to live a lie instead of living for Christ. Or they become, uh, you know, just their lives lapse into mediocrity and uselessness 
ineffectiveness. And one can holler all day, put God first, put Jesus first. But you know what the Bible says to do first before one can serve God appropriately? The Bible says that you and I must put to death the flesh. We must crucify the flesh. Any psychotherapy, any counseling, any uh, uh, licensed medical uh, psychiatrist, and let me tell you, they do not recognize what the Bible teaches, but these people will hand you over the big pharma and they will administer drugs to you in order to curtail or to control symptoms because the counseling, the psychotherapy, uh, the psychiatry is a massive industry. It is an industry. You don't have that in the Word of God. And they do not recognize uh, biblical demonology and uh, demonism, in the, uh, active demon, demonism in the lives of people. The Bible recognizes, and the Bible teaches me to recognize active demonism in the lives of people. I don't look back and say, well, well that was then, but today uh, that those things don't exist. No, that's not what the Bible teaches at all. It teaches the active reality of presidents of demonology and demonism. And so he writes, uh, Romans 12, 2, Paul writes, and be not conformed or stop conforming yourselves. Why? Because if you don't, you are a confederate. You are in agreement with the values, the beliefs, and the mindset of the cosmos. No, 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 no. That's not true. Um, I just don't want to, I don't like to create conflict. Well, there, you are conflicted. Even if you don't want to recognize this, you, you have an, in, an internal conflict. You say that you believe Jesus, but then you walk in conformity to the cosmic system. Well, my Bible tells me, by their fruits, you shall know them. Not what they say, but the Bible uh, looks at concrete actions. Concrete actions. Period. We're to make certain that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Paul writes, see that you are in the faith. See that you are in the faith. To be merely religious it does not get one into heaven or uh, into a, an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ to merely be to be merely religious is your name written in the lamb's book of life 
because the judgments that I'm going to be teaching about from the Revelation, from the book of Daniel, from Job, from the book of Zechariah, from the Olivet Discourse in Matthew, the judgments that I'm going to be speaking about, the judgments uh, that opens the tribulation, that is the seal judgment, are... Are, are the Lord Jesus Christ uh, unleashing the great squeezing, the great the great pressure that is to come upon the Christ rejecting cosmos? Revelation chapter one has some very interesting uh, language for us that I, I want to read to you because I want I don't I want the impact of this powerful message to be received by you uh, as the believing community. And note, this book is written exclusively to the believing community. It's not written to the cosmos at large, but to uh, God's church. Revelation 1, verse 1, quote, the revelation or apocalypsis, the unveiling, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Now, in the Greek, it reads, which the God, the God, masculine, singular, now. Now, why is this important? Why is it important that we recognize uh, what a noun is, what a verb is, uh, because notice what the cosmos is doing now to pronouns. Notice and understand that the cosmos wants you confused. The cosmos uh, are telling young men that uh, uh, they, they 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 are going to they're teaching them. Uh, to respond to transgenderism, transhumanism. The vaccines do gene editing. This is all public knowledge because uh, we now know that uh, there's certain, certain parts of the individual's DNA are edited by uh, these uh, vaccines that have uh, patents on them, which means that they were designed to do certain things uh, within the bodies of people. The human genome is fantastic. The human genome is incredible. The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but in order to use and abuse you, I tell you otherwise. I tell you that you're uh, that that's really not true. But Peter wrote, "They will make merchandise of you to exploit you because uh, what they can get from your body are, are rich treasures." They know it. You don't know it because they keep this knowledge and awareness for you. Paul wrote, test everything. 
So you have to seek out sources, trustworthy sources, so that you can get the knowledge, real knowledge, not manipulate information, not the propaganda that they, they use to feed you. And if you notice, look at the, look at the eyes of people who only eat propaganda. Look how spiritually malnourished they look, how spiritually emaciated they look. Because these people uh, have a spiritual eating disorder, so they look gone, uh, and uh, they, they, they are suffering because, what? They only feed on propaganda, and they are fodder for the propagandist and what he wants to achieve. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Why would he say that in the context of, of the first century culture? Well, the Pharisees treated people the same way. They treated people the same way. And he, what did he do? He fed the people. And to a, a, a woman who was parched with thirst, even though she had a, a bucket of water, and he said, I am living water. Because she was spiritually parched. And he said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. You see, all the, the, the wonderful treasures that the kingdom of God has brought into the cosmos, uh, John writes in John 1 that the cosmos, the darkness could not overtake the false, the light of Jesus. And so... This Christ-rejecting cosmos and those who refuse the, uh, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, this is their judgment. Understand that individuals who reject the, personal, uh, the person of Christ and his salvation are culpable for their actions. That is, they may think, well, uh, I'm going to reject Christ, and it's my right without recognizing their culpable arrogance. And that culpable arrogance, uh, they will meet again at the last day at, at the great white throne judgment because the Bible says, God says, and the books were open, and the dead were judged. Notice, no more uh, government names, no more social security number, no more uh, identifying, you know, these entities with a first and last name, they are now merely under the category, the adjective, the dead, were judged, the dead. What we have in the book of Revelation is God actively taking down the cosmic system, dismantling this massive lie. Jesus Christ is the divine warrior who unleashed the flood upon the antediluvian world. Jesus Christ is the one who destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus Christ is the one who destroyed the indigenous kingdoms of Canaan so that his people could settle there. Jesus Christ is the one who overthrew Egypt. 
he blessed Egypt through Joseph. Then later on, through uh, uh, after uh, Pharaoh Seti, uh, and who was the, the pharaoh of, of the, the slavery and persecution, then Ramesses, the pharaoh of the Exodus, God dismantled Egypt. Later on, God dismantled Babylon. God dismantled uh, the northern kingdom of Samaria. He destroyed them for their idolatry. And yet, knowing that God has done this makes no impact on his people. There's a king who intruded into the priesthood and God judged him. And he got leprosy. And they had to burn incense at his funeral because of the, the, the smell of death, to cover the smell of death. There is a king in the book of Acts uh, of the Herod dynasty gave a speech, and he said, oh, the voice of a God and not a man. And the Bible says that uh, you know, the, the worms ate him up. That doesn't make any impression. The revelation of Jesus Christ, Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants what must soon take place. So, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testified to everything he saw. So this is the apostle John, who reclined upon the breast of Jesus, who stood before the cross. This is the apostle John. And then you have certain pseudo-scholars that want to say, well, this is not the John who wrote the Gospel of John and uh, who maybe wrote the, uh, the, epistle, the epistles. It's very different. Look, if you know anything about textual criticism, you know that the same hand wrote the Gospel, the epistles, and this uh, the, and the revelation, the capstone of the canon, the completion of the canon. The word of God, uh, that is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Notice the legal term, the testimony, the witness of Jesus Christ. Uh, blessed, blessed is he who reads the words of this prophecy. I need to stop there. Because in the Greek it reads, fully satisfied. Isn't that wonderful? Fully satisfied. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this. Notice this prophecy. Well, uh, so-and-so is a prophet. And he wrote this book on prophecy. And he has this prophecy about last days. 
And when you take what he has written, oh, my gosh, it's a wonderful companion to the revelation. It brings, you know, the Bible says this prophecy. The Bible reads this prophecy. The Bible states emphatically this prophecy. I don't want you uh, being led away and led astray by people who say, well, uh, you know, I wrote this book and, you know, it is only the canon. What thus saith the Lord in the canon? Blessed, fully satisfied is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it. And take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Now notice, he writes what must soon take place, and the time is near. So, blessed are those who receive the prophecy to heart, whether by ear or by reading. So, I'm going to uh, skip down. To him who loves us, present tense, and has freed us from our sins. Now, that word sin, uh, freed is luo. It means to loose. He loosed us out from our sins within the sphere of his blood. Now, if you're around people, your so-called old friends who knew you before you were saved, and they keep wanting to bring up to you your sinful past, you need to separate from such people because they're polluted. And they want to pollute your testimony with their incomplete recollections of the past. They want to highlight your sin, your errors, your shortcomings, your former darkness because they cannot – Bear witness to your present light. But Jesus loosed you out from your sins as he loosed me out from my sins. Well, I I know what you were like in the past. (laughs) I remember. It's not your friend. It's not even a friend of me. That is a demonic personality, a demonized personality. You may not like to hear that, but they're after your testimony. They want to pull you back down into the cosmos. And I don't do that anymore. Well, I'm going to tell so-and-so, go on. You mean And I've had people say this to me. You mean you don't care if I tell? No. I told God, and God knows what I have done. And he and I have worked this out through Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Well, you should be ashamed if I tell so-and-so. You'll be ashamed. Okay, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. I don't say that. I don't say that. 
I will sometimes, but I just, I just watch people. So where are you going with this? To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Here's the clouds. Here are clouds of saints. The clouds of the saints. Please read Revelation 19. And Revelation 19 talks about uh, the clouds of saints that follow the Lord Jesus Christ out from heaven. And in the Greek, it is in the imperfect tense. They kept pouring out behind uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, these are glorified saints now. The marriage supper of the Lamb has culminated, has taken place while the, uh, the tribulation is going on here. And at the end of the tribulation, Jesus is going to make a personal appearance, and we're going to be with him. And we're going to go with our Lord Jesus to the Valley of Megiddo. And there, uh, the Battle of Armageddon will take place in the Valley of Megiddo. And we will be with our Lord. And he will slay the enemy with the sword of his mouth. So, verse 7, Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Very interesting. Very interesting verse. Even those who pierced him, and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be. Amen. Now, this word mourn in the Greek New Testament is in what we call the reflexive stem. The reflexive stem. And it means uh, some versions have will wail because of him, will wail uh, because of him. It, in the reflexive stem, it means to cut themselves. Why would they respond in this manner to the coming of Jesus. Well, as we get into the revelation, we will see that the moon will become like blood and the sun will not shed its light. But what will happen will be these people will see the glory of God uh, burst in in its in, in its eternal effulgence, it will it will break out upon the cosmic system, and because they have rejected Christ, and because they have rejected God's salvation, they will respond in this manner because they know that the lie is finally over. The lie is coming to an end. They will see the king in his glory. He will appear in his glory. And the glory 
of the coming king will extinguish the filth known as the man of sin. Remember, he blasphemed God and uh, he blasphemed those in heaven with God. The filth known as the man of sin, the Antichrist, uh, will be destroyed by the brightness of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, so there's going to be this supernatural event there's going to be there's going to be this rent or break within ordinary reality. I should say received reality. Uh, reality, uh, or let me put it this way: engineered reality. There will be a suspension of engineered reality as we have received it. Through the powers of darkness, because God is going to overthrow this order. He's going to make an end of it. And it will be no more. Now, mind you, these shows right now are an introduction to the seal judgments, because I want to get you ready for what. Uh, these judgments mean three series of judgments and what God is doing because I want you to see uh, that many of the judgments in the Revelation are almost mirror uh, almost mirror the judgments that uh, and the sorties that God reigned in on Egypt And Jesus Christ is intimately involved in the tribulation. Remember at the book of the end of the book of Matthew, Jesus says, All power in heaven and earth has been delivered unto me. Notice all power has been given unto Jesus. The power of the cosmic system will collapse. And note the word of God says, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, that is to agree with God, that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of the Father, every knee will bow, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. Even the enemies of Jesus will confess that he and he alone is Lord to the glory of the Father. Mockers proclaim that Jesus will not return. But Jesus said he would return. Whom do you believe? Your eternal destiny depends on your studied decision. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.